front office news back again for another podcast today i'm flying solo got a lot to talk about man we're gonna jump right into it the biggest news since the last podcast is marcus freeman the bearcats defensive coordinator took a job to the bearcats rivals indirectly you know because brian kelly is there the notre dame fighting irish Reports say that he got a four-year deal worth $10 million. So he is a defensive coordinator, linebackers coach, and he is reportedly making $2.5 million. Man, money talks, BS walks, and I understand why he laughed, man. If you can go from making $600,000, which isn't nothing to sneeze at, to making $2.5 million, I understand why you laugh. So um, it's sad to see Freeman leave because he's done such a heck of a job recruiting and just having a heck of a defense for the Bearcats. But Coach Fickle is still here, so we just and Fickle we trust. We just gotta, you know, keep pushing. But I just hope I hope Freeman does very well except when the Bearcats play him. Um I think it was that October third. Sorry if I got that wrong. But uh in other news, you know, with the football team, uh, coach running backs coach Dan Enos took the office of coordinator job at Maryland. Everybody kinda knew he was a rental because of how late the Bearcats got him and just his uh his pedigree. So good luck to, to Coach Enos. It doesn't hurt as much as losing Coach Freeman, though. Honestly, Freeman was the guy who I had pegged as the next head coach if Fickle left. But Fickle's still here, so we just got to keep rolling with it. Um, on the who stay, who goes news for the football team, Jarrell White, he, he left. Uh, Bruno LaBelle and Darius Harper, they both you know, declared for the NFL draft. Honestly, LaBelle has, um, he hasn't technically declared, but he's accepted a, um, an invite to a, uh, a, with the college gridiron, gridiron classic game. So it looks like everything's pointing to him leaving. I know White and uh, Forrest both um, took that invite too. So I think the writing's on the wall on that one. But the big news, you know, besides, you know, Coach Freeman leaving was that, Desmond Ritter and MyJ Sanders both came back for their senior season. And depending on where you look, you know, Ritter was pegged to be as high as a second round draft pick. Um, I've seen where he's lower, but um, MyJ Sanders, I've seen him being as high as second round draft pick, and I've seen him being pegged lower also. But these dudes are two big time players. Ritter was the offensive player of the year in the conference. He got a lot of other accolades where he made a lot of finalists lists. And then MyJ Sanders was our best, you know, the Bearcats' best rusher, and he was he's definitely big time. So that's huge for the Bearcats to get these two super talented young men back um, for next year's drive to possibly go undefeated. Or, I mean, they do have, get to play Notre Dame and Indiana. So these guys coming back is huge. Um, Ritter coming back is super huge off the strength that you could get, you can let Prater sit for another year. And Ben Bryant transferred out. I think he went to Eastern Michigan. Don't give me the line on that one, but I know he transferred out um, this week as well. But, uh, you know, you got the Blanco State, um, Marcus Brown State, Curtis Brooks State. So you got those three guys on defense that stayed, plus all these young guys that are going to be even better um, just because of playing last year and having another year of experience and going through the system. So this is very huge for the Bearcats. The defense is going to be lights out again, no matter who the coordinator is. They just have to not break what was already been made, you know, with the Black Cats defense. 
you know, and I just trust Fickle to hire the right guy. So even if it's an internal move and then they add somebody else later, I think this is going to be a good move for the Bearcats. It's, it's definitely going to hurt, you know, not having Freeman. But at the end of the day, I think they'll they'll make do. So um, that's it, man. We just got to keep pushing and keep recruiting. As long as they keep recruiting at that clip, I think they'll be fine. I'll be interested to see how fast they get a new person in at the at the defensive coordinator. I would think within a, you know, really, let's see, probably March, a.k.a. April, they start, you know, spring ball. So I would say they would try to get somebody in probably by the end of the month, even if sooner, if they can. But uh, we'll see, man. Once we start hearing reports about that, we'll, we'll – um, leave our tips and then just let us know who you think the Bearcats should try to aim for to replace Marcus Freeman as a defensive coordinator. So that's what, how we'll end the first segment and just hold tight and we'll, fin we'll get to the next segment, guys. T. Smith back for the next segment. This segment, we are going to talk about the men's basketball team. It's been an interesting season as the Bearcats are now 3-7, and seven, going 1-1 one and one over the week. Had a big upset against SMU where they finally embraced small ball, starting Jeremiah Davenport, benching Chris Vogt. Vogt only had like eight minutes that game. And then, you know, they played Wichita State and they lost by six. It wasn't as close as that final score. They were down as much as 15 in the second half. And they still played small ball. Vote played a lot better, having seven points and six rebounds. But uh, it's interesting. This team, I don't know, defense, they're just not attached all the time. And with them having to play small, you know, Jeremiah Davenport and and Tyree Eason are super important not getting in foul trouble because they allow it to work. Keith Williams has to not play selfishly on offense and not get in foul trouble because he's important because he can rebound the ball and he can just do so much on the offensive end when he's playing right. You know, but if he's forcing stuff, then that can be that could be a detriment too. But I mean he's just so talented when he's playing right, he, he's just a, a, a positive player. I mean, so if they can fix it, but right now they're they're Three and seven, they got 15 games left, and it's the COVID season. It's going to be interesting, man. Their backs against the wall, they got to go on a winning streak. And, I mean, now it can't be one of those win a couple and lose a couple because they're in danger of not finishing 500 because teams that you think they're going to beat, they're not. And then they had a tough out-of-conference out of schedule, of course. But, I mean, since they got in conference, man, they've been getting handled in – it's not good, man. Teams are just, you know, you, you're Cincinnati. You are a, you're the marked man because you're one of the better teams in the conference over the last decade or however long it's been going on, eight years or whatever. So, you know, people are smelling blood and they're attacking this team and it's crazy. But uh, I do like the improvement of Jeremiah Davenport. Young man's been balling. Also, Zach, Zach, Harvey has been going, has made a steady increase the last four games. Got AAC um, weekly honor roll this week for his play, and he stepped it up a lot. I love what I'm seeing from that young man. I think this is going to be 
I think he's going to keep playing this good to finish the season out. And I think next year he'll be one of those guys that is a marquee guy for this team. Um, just need to keep the scene improvement um, from the guards. Like David DeJulius is kind of like the steady Eddie guy where he's getting all the stats, rebounds, assists, um, points. We just need him. His jumpers, I mean, he, he came in as a guy that was shooting like 40% at Michigan. And he's just jumpers, just law of averages haven't been on his side. But yeah, um, he can't shoot as cold as he has been. I feel like that's, it's going to turn around for him just because it just has to. I mean, you don't shoot 40% in the Big Ten and just come to the AAC and shoot 5% from three. I don't think he's shooting 5%, but it's, it's not high. And then uh, just, you know, see the steady improvement from the freshmen as, you know, Mike Saunders has been playing solid. You know, you know, definitely having freshman mistakes. But at the same time, you see the potential, see the talent there. Um, Mason Mason Masson has finally been able to get some burn, made a couple threes. I know he's made he made his first shot as was a three. Scored a few points the other day too. But you can just see he's a guy that's gonna be in the rotation for a long time to come. But the temperature on this team, man, like every time I'm like, it's crazy because I was a person that was just like, Hey, they'll get it together, they'll be fine. I didn't think they would be at uh three and seven with ten games. I thought they would be six and four. Maybe worst case scenario five and five, but three and seven, man. This is um, after firing Bob Huggins type type flow, you know, like where it was like, you know, the next year they had Kennedy. After that, they went, you know, Mick and Mick had like two scholarship players on the team. It's giving those type vibes right now, um, where they are just barely. I know they're just barely. I mean, they're not. Man, they're not they're just not swimming, you know what I'm saying? They're sinking. They got cement shoes on. I do like that he finally embraced small ball though. Small ball's the only way. I think small ball should have been embraced a little bit sooner. I think he could have saved them a few losses for sure. And then um because their best players are all six eight and under. So you guys you gotta play them all, but they gotta play tougher. Um, straight line drives have been a pain in the backside, rebounding and it's been a pain in the backside, but you gotta sacrifice the rebounding a little bit to play small because that gives you a better chance on offense. But everybody has to play unselfishly. So with that, it's the only way they're gonna win, man. Because with Volt right now, I mean, he, hopefully when he gets his playing time, like he played, you know, on Sunday, played a little bit better. But he has to just be. Um, a lot of teams do that pick and roll on him, man, and he he's a, he's a fish out of water in the attack. So you might as well have the people that can possibly stay in front. And then you just hopefully get some chase down blocks and everybody boxes out, rebounds. Because, you know, Eason is a is a monster young freshman. He's only going to get better. So we'll see what happens, man. They play they play on Wednesday against ECU. Hopefully they can win at home against ECU. They play on Saturday or Sunday at home as well. And then hopefully they can win two in a row. And then they'll be at five and seven looking down the road, you know, on Wednesday, I think, against Temple. And we'll see what happens. But the next three games are super important. Honestly, they need to win them all. I don't even, I didn't even realize who they play. I think it's Temple, ECU, and I can't think of the other team off the top of my head right now. But this next three games are important for people to have hope for the season. If not, this is going to be a punt. And then seeing what they're going to do with with uh, recruits because they have three seniors essentially, well, only two now, but they have three senior slots, so that's three three scholarships. Um, just how the grad transfer thing is going, I think they need to go with either a pure transfer or try to find some freshmen that they can they can mold into the system. Um, but that's it.
that's it for this segment um making it short and sweet you know for this this week you know um hopefully the, the basketball team will give us more to talk about next week but uh, i'll try to have some uh have some people on have some couple special uh, special uh guests on deck um uh, the women's team is you know i'm gonna touch the women's team too they've been riddled by injuries and they are they're also struggling i want to say they're two and seven or two and six um, they're just a young team, and then the injuries kind of hurt them. And then mostly every game they're in, and then some kind of big run happens where they just lose it. So hopefully they can uh, string some wins together. Because Amari Thomas is so good, and it just it sucks that her senior year is going to be marred with maybe possibly a losing season, and she's probably one of the best players in the nation. So, um, But that's it, man. Making it sweet and short for you guys this week. I'm JT Smith. I'm signing out. Let me squeeze. XD, XD, let me squeeze.